Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. And right now, the next voice you're going to hear is my husband. Um, he is going to share something with you. Um, and, uh, I want you all to listen carefully because he did, he chose, this is not something he chose to do lightly. I did not ask him. He just decided that he wanted to do it. Good morning, Mr. Sanders. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) Well, the last time I saw you, you were making my tea and bringing it in here. I'm fine, sir. So welcome to, huh? Thank you. I heard a lot about you. I heard you're kind of cute. You heard I was kind of cute? Yeah. <laughs> are you flirting, <laughs> Mr. Sanders? You are so crazy. <laughs> I, flirt, I, flirt, I flirt all the time with my wife. That's a- yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, uh, Mr. Sanders, where would you like to start? Well, first of all, I would like to say that this time around, I'm the other guy. And what I mean by that is you always hear about people having cancer over here or cancer over there. And it's always that other guy. But now I'm the other guy. It just feels very, very different. And when you get that message from the doctor saying that you have cancer, it's a frightening thing, but it's no longer a death sentence. And since I've caught this early, and since I'm going to do all the things I need to do, I may have a better chance of getting run over by a moose in Center City than dying of prostate cancer. So uh, in October of 2023, so aside from dealing with the death of my mother, which we have been talking about all year long, my husband last year had a PSA. That was slightly elevated this year. He went to the the urologist. So just be aware that um, we as a couple, if I have something that's concerning to me, he will come to the doctor's appointment. I had gone to all his urologist appointments with him. uh, But when the first few that he had, I was in uh, with my mother. I was with my mother. So our daughter Janelle went with him to get a biopsy, blah, 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 blah. He decided that he wanted to get another PSA done. And the doctors told him that because his PSA wasn't as high, you know, it was just borderline that he didn't need to have one done. He insisted. And thank God he insisted because when we went back, uh, the PSA was elevated again. The doctor said we needed to do another biopsy. We did another biopsy and that biopsy came back that my husband has not only has prostate cancer, he has a cancer that is aggressive. So he has a short period of time to either get the prostate out or um, get radiation. So we went through all, I mean, we got all kinds of advice from people. We got opinions. I got four or five different opinions because that is my husband. I want you to know that I have also been, um, it's been devastating. The weekend that we found out, we just kind of laid in bed and curled up underneath each other. But Mr. Sanders, tell them why you decided that you wanted to share this. What did you learn that made you decide that you wanted to share this with, with particularly black men? Well, first of all, there are a lot of teachable moments throughout this entire process. Uh, you talked about the, um, the blood work. Every year, 
when I get a physical, I have blood work done, but I also make sure they include the PSA. Because a lot of times, if you don't ask for it, they won't do it. So it was good that I asked for it. I demanded it this time like I do every other time. And because of that, we caught the cancer really. The reason I bring this out now is because men are so secretive about what's going on inside of them. And it shouldn't be that way. We are dying because we're not doing the things that we could do. There was a dentist that I went to, and on her ceiling, she had a sign that said, ignore your teeth, and they'll go away. What happens with us as men, especially black men, is we may ignore the signs that something isn't right, and if we continue to ignore those signs, we'll go away. And we don't need to go away. So when I went through the process, and it was kind of a interesting process. First, I had the blood work done, and uh, that's when we came. That's when it came back that it was uh, a little elevated. Then the next step is the one step that a lot of men have a problem with, and that's the rectal exam. But let me tell you, it's less than a minute, and if you can deal with forty-five seconds of discomfort, that will save your life. It is worth those 45 seconds. Then we went through the ultrasound because the rectal exam was still inconclusive. We went through the ultrasound that was also inconclusive. But when we get the biopsy, that's when it came out. But I wanted to get online to tell people, men and their significant others, that this is definitely something worth doing because it will save your life. And on top of that, I want to just send a shout out, not just to God and my family, especially my wife. There was a gentleman that came in my life maybe about two months ago by the name of Blaine Newberry from Enoch. And he helped me out a lot too. I sat down with him for about an hour. He talked to me about things that he went through. And he just helped me prepare for things. He gave me some insight and some information. So it's great to have a village that will help you out. They're out there. You just have to make, you just have to want to do this. You can't ignore this because it is too, too important to us as a people and as men. So, um, of course, I didn't, I was saying I wasn't going to cry, but you know, I love you dearly. You are yeah. the most important thing to me. And then my children. And, you know, there's a reason for that. Um, we waited so long to find each other and to get married. Um, uh, when we learned that this was the cancer and, you know, we were trying to get opinions. One of the first things that you said to me was that you wanted to go and get, um, uh, find a support group, right? Of men that were going through this because tell them about the, the conversations you've been having with men who said, I don't want anybody, you know, giving me a rectal exam. I, I'm going to let you just let it go. And, you know, and they don't tell their wives. We've heard that story so many times. And I have friends right now who have prostate cancer that are dying from prostate cancer when it doesn't have to be. The reason they're dying is because they let it go too far and too long. Friends who had the cancer eating, eating into their spinal columns, uh, you know, because the doctors told them blah, 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 blah. And they forgot, right? 
friends who just wouldn't tell their wives because they were very concerned about erectile dysfunction. Talk a little bit about that for me, please, because I think we're going to save a lot of men and a lot of women. And why should women go to the urologist with their husbands? Yes, I I think that support is so important from your wife, from your girlfriend, from your significant other. You should not go through this alone. It is really helpful to have that person beside you. And erectile dysfunction, once again, is not a death sentence. And it doesn't have to be forever. It isn't. You just have to do the right things. But, oh my goodness, the most important thing is catching it early. Don't put it off. Don't say, oh, I'll be okay. Uh, or I'll get around to it. Nobody should just get around to it. Get it done now. Get it done early. It will save your life. It'll save some grief in your family's life. You have no idea how important you are to your family until you're gone. So we need to stay here. It's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of discomfort, but if you talk to your spouse or your significant other about what to expect, it will be a whole lot, then it'll be a whole lot easier. And when you're in the bedroom, it's still going to be okay. This is not forever. It's not forever, but it'll save your life. Believe me, it'll save your life. That's what we want. We want to save people's lives out. That's yeah. why I'm here now. I've been yeah. an educator for most of my life. And um, before, after my wife, after my family, after my close friends, uh, my life pretty much revolved around the six S's. And they were students, school, STEM, sports, Star Trek, and state. But life is so much more than that. Your family means so much more. Your, your life is important. Please do whatever you can to get tested early in office. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. All right, hold on one second, Mr. Sanders. I need to take a quick break. But when we come back, I am going to address the partnership part of it um, because there's, there are men are saying that they wouldn't say anything because they were afraid of what their significant others would think about them having erectile dysfunction. And it doesn't last forever. It's for a few months, but it is worth it, right? And so I, wanted, I want to address that piece. If I may, Mr. Sanders, can I? Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on one second, honey. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be right back with my husband, Mr. Sanders, who's talking about being diagnosed with prostate cancer and what we're getting ready to do in the new year right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. Uh, we are in the midst of a conversation with my very own husband, Mr. Sanders. Uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer, an aggressive form. From a scale of one to 10, he was like a seven, almost an eight. And so after getting a myriad of opinions, we have decided that 
together as a couple that surgery will be the best option for him. They have robotics, which which this is this is the part that made him excited because he's an engineer. So they have a robotics uh, surgery. They'll put three little holes in his stomach and pull the prostate out. Right. And so then he has to go through this recovery process. And for me, on this side, as the person who is his mate and 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 helper, I have people that are going to come in. My one sister is coming in that weekend. The next sister is going to fly in. Another sister's coming in. His son's going to come and help me. My daughter-in-love is coming. So we have a whole, and my mother-in-law, everybody, uh, the aunts, the uncles, everybody is pulling together as a family. The only way they could do that was because we shared with them. We did not keep it a secret. And so on the side of the people who are the mates of these men, the reason why men, black men in particular, are dying from prostate cancer is because we don't, we, the mates, don't often have the cognitive conversations. The first thing we think about is uh, sex. No, no, no. It's not about the, it, it, there's many ways you can have intimacy. You want to save your partner's life. You want to be able to have the conversation with them in such a way that they don't fear going to the doctor and getting what they need. I go to the urologist appointments with my husband. And uh, when I'm in the room, there are all these men sitting by themselves. And what I realized is not because they didn't, they didn't, uh, their mates uh, wasn't treating them well is because they didn't tell. And there's a reason why they didn't tell their mates, right? There's this fear that is there. So I'm going to implore all of you as we're sitting here having this riveting conversation about prostate cancer. And I guarantee you, neither my husband and I or I thought this was a conversation we were going to have. I had no idea he was going to want to pull this out and talk to you all. But he said so many men are dying needlessly. And so... Just, you know, listen, when you see, pay attention to your men, you know, there, there are signs of it, you know, constantly going to the bathroom, um, you know, not being able to, 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 to urinate in a way they're trickle their stream. I tell my, my husband, he has a very strong stream. I say, your stream is strong. He laughs every time I say it, but there's some men that wait until the prostate is so swollen up against their bladder. They're not able to urinate and therein lies a whole other slew of problems. So ask the questions. What we want to do is, you know, you don't women are mates, your partners. You don't have to go into the exam room with your uh, partner, but you're just being there makes all the difference in the world. Mr. Sanders, I love you so much. I do. I, I, I don't even have words to describe. I talk about you so much. You have become a mini celebrity in these streets. You can't do anything now. Can't even pick your nose. <laughs> People come up and walk up to you. But what has it meant for having family support and my being there with you throughout this process? Well, first of all, I never try to pick my nose in public. Okay. All right. And um, family means everything. All of you. I love you all. You have no idea how supportive you've been. Sometimes I think about how loving and caring the fans. And sometimes I just sit back and cry thanking God for the family that I have. It is amazing to have all of the family so close and all the family so loving and caring. It means a lot. It means everything. It does. Mm -hmm. It's so, so, so important to have that family component but in order to have the family component, you have to tell the family what's going on. Right. No, you have to let them know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the reason we chose the type of robotic surgery is because 
everybody has a different story. Yes. Everybody has a different journey. After we heard everything from the doctors here and the doctors abroad, robotic surgery was the best way for me to alleviate this issue. And not only that, I'm going to, um, I'm going to ask the surgeon if they can record the surgery because I would love to see this robot in action. Again, wait for me. Yep. <laughs> See, the other thing is with, with your permission and with Warren's permission, uh, several weeks, a couple of weeks after the surgery, I would like to come back on to talk to the listeners about my experience yes. and how things went and how things are going. Okay. So I hope to talk to the word listeners on the other side of the calendar. Yeah, you, I, you you will. Um, uh, Mr. Sanders, Sanders has surgery next week. So the day before my birthday, he will be having his prostate removed. Uh, he'll be coming home on my birthday, January 4th. The only reason you will not hear me on the air on the third is if he has to be in the, we have to check him in before 7 a.m. If that's the case, then I will not be on the air because he is most important to me. Um, uh, but I, you know, I am so grateful to him. I'm grateful to the, uh, uh, Reverend Blaine Newberry who walked him through the first time I saw him breathe a sigh of relief was after he talked to Blaine um, and felt like he, you know, he felt heard. He felt like someone knew what he was going to experience and was able to walk him through. I, as his wife, um, has a bit of anxiety for no other reason than for the fact that I just lost my mother. And Mr. Sanders is my entire world. He has gone through a lot in this last year. Um, and prostate cancer was just the icing on the cake. And this is when we talk about marriages and that you all want the big fat wedding and the big beautiful homes. But we don't talk about when the rubber meets the road. Do you really like each other enough to walk through these kinds of processes together, right? To ask the questions together, to learn together, to cry together. It's all also important. Fahim, I open up your microphone this time, honey, because the people are going to sound drop. Tell them Sorry. what you were saying. Sorry about, about that. It's a little it's a little button I have to uh, press on and off when we go to commercial breaks and make sure I can talk to you and they can't hear during the commercials and I've got to turn it back on. But anyway, I, I was just uh, stating how men avoid the, uh, the rectal exam portion uh, dealing with uh, prostate uh, cancer because, you know, from whatever violation they might feel a discomfort and i was just associating that with if you have a, a, a wife or a girlfriend or whatever that's that's gone through pregnancy and you went with her to these doctor appointments like i did with my children's mother w women go through way more like while my children's mother was was pregnant i mean she was poked and prodded by so many doctors not you know not to mention everything that happens during actual childbirth that for me to shy away from a little 40 second Exam from a doctor would would seem cowardice. They said almost. it dropped again. Is your is your um is your thing on? No, it's it's on now. It's on. Okay, okay, all now. right. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, but that, that that was that was my only only point. Like you know, go go to a a doctor exam with with a pregnant woman and see what they deal with, and y'all do that multiple times during your life. So we, we, we can we can man up and, and take the exam. Absolutely. And, and and men, please understand that when we get pregnant every every month, there's a, there's a doctor sticking their fingers in our vaginas, checking for the size of the baby's head, the size of the uterus. And then oh, and it's, it's so invasive that by the time we go to give birth and they're in that it's, it's it's there's so much. It's not 45 seconds. It's a constant thing for nine whole months. And then by the time we give birth and our on our our, our vagina 
designers go from this to nine centimeters and all this stuff is going on around us. We don't forget all of it. So please, 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 please go and get the rectal exams done. Go start with the blood work. Get the, 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 the blood work done. Uh, women, your mates, your partners, whoever you are in their lives, in these men's lives, please show up. And even if you're just sitting in the room, I go into the exam room with him. Um, you know, the doctors are like, doctor was so impressed. He was like, well, you know, he was whispering in every erectile. So I'm like, speak up, man, speak up. This is when you love somebody and you're married to them and you truly love them. The intimacy, the intercourse is the smallest part of a good, decent relationship. Yes, I said it. The intercourse is the smallest part. The intimacy is when you are loving one another and taking care of each other and all those other things. My husband fell and broke his left shoulder, which is why he doesn't lift a lot of things. And people are probably looking and making assumptions that I'm carrying everything, but we don't share, right? That these are the kinds of things, but we show up for each other in ways that absolutely matter. Mr. Sanders, I love you world without end. You already know that, right? And you know, I'm going to be right there beside you and the children are coming and Janelle will be there. We're all going to, Kia Harris car is going to sit with me throughout your entire surgery. We got opinions from England. We got opinions from Jamaica. We got three opinions from the United. We are not playing with your life. And so what are the final words that you'd like to, to say about this, honey? I just want to say thank you for allowing me to talk freely about this. And I'm hoping that if we can at least save one life yeah. And on top of that, when you and I talk, what do we say to each other? Not only do we love each other, we like each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. I'm not going to get mushy on the air, but you know, you are, you are everything that I have said about you since the day we met. You are funny. You are kind. You are loving. Family is the most important thing to you. All the things that I put on my vision board is how you showed up. Now, the only thing I didn't ask for was a tall black man. I, you know, I got a black man. <laughs> but as you say, <laughs> you always laugh and say, listen, I'm not missing a thing. Wear your heels, honey. He's a man that is so steadfast in who he is. He doesn't worry about what people think and neither do I. Right. And so when you see couples are moving around and you think you think what you think, you know, think again. Right. You just don't know. People are not sharing everything with you. I want you all to wish my husband the best of love and luck as he goes into surgery to be to removing his prostate. Um, and that for the men, I've, I'm already getting text messages from men uh, talking about how important this conversation was. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, and now go get your prostates checked. Okay. Go make sure that you're getting them checked. If you need a uh, support group, Enon Tabernacle has a, an amazing support group for uh, men who are going through prostate cancer. And, you know, uh, even if you're in the process of it, go to them and talk to them. The brothers are good. Reverend Blaine Newberg, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot, you, you have no idea. My husband constantly says your name in this house. Oh, well, Blaine said, and I got to take some notes and I'm going to like more than he talks to the doctors because you had gone through it. And so I'm grateful to you for being open and transparent and having the conversation with him and my anxiety levels. My husband says my anxiety level is, is up there. Mine is through the roof, y'all. So pray for me because if anything happens to this man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Not in 2024. So I love you, sir. We'll talk soon. I'll see you when I'm fin I'm off the air, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 